This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. The Democrats will face in the next couple of weeks and House Republicans, which is Ukraine aid, aid for our embattled ally in a war with our uh, one of our strategic uh, adversaries, Russia, is being tied to a border bill. Donald Trump has already dumped on that border bill. So the 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 idea that aid to Ukraine could could legitimately be taken down by Donald Trump is no longer a fantasy. It seems to be a likelihood at this point. And this is causing a lot of consternation in the Senate Republican ranks where Mitch McConnell, the Senate Republican leader, has been the biggest booster for Ukraine aid over the last year or so and and has gone to the the Senate floor nearly daily saying that Congress needs to pass a Ukraine aid package in the the immediate future, uh, like now, in the next couple of days. That's not going to happen. Senate Republicans are meeting just down the hall right now uh, in a special uh, conference meeting about Ukraine aid, the future of Ukraine aid. And there's a significant concern that as we get closer to Donald Trump officially uh, getting the nomination in the next couple of weeks or months, that uh, he will have, again, as if he didn't already, outsized control over the Republican policy agenda, and that will sink any chance for both a border deal under Joe Biden and Ukraine aid under Joe Biden. Let's talk about a border deal. Um, Pramila Jayapal was on the New Yorker podcast with David Rebneck talking about immigration, and, and she says that Democrats are missing the mark on it, that it is an issue that Democrats need to address head on, but she says there is a problem. I'll let her explain it. We know what the solutions are. The Republicans have refused to do anything that helps. They won't give money. They don't vote for border money, even if it's to process people and have an orderly process or to secure the border with the things that border agents tell us they want, which is surveillance tools and drones and things like that. So she's advocating that Democrats get rid of the filibuster to get this done, to tell the American public that they're addressing immigration. Yeah, uh, she's she's in a um, she's shouting in, into an empty room, Katie. The Senate Democrats don't have the votes to get rid of the filibuster. They haven't for the last couple of years. And, and I'll say this on top of on top of that. I mean, it's interesting when Democrats go to the border, they hear one thing from border agents. When Republicans go to the border, they hear a completely different thing. Republicans keep coming back to Washington and say the Border Patrol agents tell us that they need to tell us, meaning the, the lawmakers, that they need to shut down the flow from Mexico and reinstate return in Mexico. Mexico, the Trump era policy. So it's all about what you want to hear. But listen, um, Republicans and Democrats on the Senate side are engaged in what seems to be a serious negotiation with serious lawmakers, James Lankford, uh, Chris Murphy and Kirsten Sinema over this border bill. And the question is, will the the far right, the hardline conservatives tank it? That's the that's the ultimate question, because they are right now um, uh, in a serious negotiation that appears to be bearing fruit. We'll have to see when it comes out. But I, I think Jayapal herself is missing the mark a little bit. Um, she's right that Republicans continuously vote against these things. But at least on the Senate side, there are people who want to get something done. Jake Sherman. With 23 Okay. Um, by the way, that other clip we'll just use for later. Um, 
Welcome. It's uh, War Room. Wednesday, 24 January, the year of our Lord, 2024. Got a little thrown there by the second clip. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. Jake Sherman, and, and, and look, I think they do a very good job of covering Capitol Hill, but they are center-left corporate media, right? And, of course, he said serious people. Do, the Senate, which is like the House of Lords, that's how it was set up by the, uh, by the framers. And it's supposed to be, you know, serious people. Two days in a row, they've almost duked each other out. They almost punched each other out the other day at lunch. And here's the reason. Rand Paul, Mike Lee, and these guys saying, yo, hang on for a second. We haven't seen, we don't know anything you're talking about. We're hearing it on when uh, when Rosemary Jenks and, and, and Chris Chemilinski come on War Room, or, you know, we're seeing the leaks that Rosemary uh, Jenks is getting, but we don't know anything. We're seeing this on, on conservative media. We're not in the room. You haven't told us anything about the deal. And you're asking us to take a career-ending vote on something that the House has already said adamantly they're not going to address. Nancy Mace is just on here. Nancy Mace is not traditionally a fire breather. She's from she's from a, a purple district in South Carolina around Charleston. In Charleston, she's now hardcore not happening. Chris, tell us what's going on here, because you hear him, oh, serious people doing a serious negotiation and the Republicans and the in the right wing, the hard right, the hard right wants to, to destroy this. And, and, and job poll sitting there going, you know, we're, we need serious things. We need more processing money. We need to process quicker. This is a total and complete scam. And Chris, right here, let's go. The folks in New Hampshire. OK. The folks in New Hampshire, not exactly a fire-breathing MAGA stronghold, told you last night, across the board, immigration, the border, and the invasion of our country is their numero uno uh, 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 issue, even topping, in many cases, the economy. Chris, from IEP, the Accountability Project over there, get us up to date. What the hell's going on? <laughs> That's... That's the million dollar question right now. You know, that clip that you showed from Jake Sherman, it's interesting I th that that ran a couple of hours ago. Punchbowl, who Jake Sherman works for, just sent out uh, an email about five minutes ago that says that McConnell's starting to cool a little bit on this border deal, that he's been really pushing Lankford to continue negotiations with Democrats. But listen, we 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 learned, we, we caught wind of, of what points were going to be in this border deal about a week and a half ago, Rosemary Jenks, as you mentioned, from Immigration Accountability Project came in, came onto your program and announced what those details were. Um, every media organization essentially has confirmed that what we learned uh, two weeks ago is is what's actually going to be in this deal should it ever, ever make its way to the Senate floor. Um, but now that people know what could potentially be in it, um, yeah, Nancy Mace and others, they're, they're right to be cool to this. And, and thankfully, we have warriors like okay. Senator Mike Lee, <laughs> Ram Paul, and some others in the Senate who, who are hang really on, pushing on, hard hang, against hang, this. Hang on. You, you you're such a calm, cool, collected character. You just dropped a bombshell. <laughs> oh, oh, Mrs. Lincoln, besides that, how was the play? Whoa. Mitch McConnell has staked every – for the last six months, Mitch McConnell has been trying to get two things. This amnesty bill on the border, which is everything to his donors, and the $60 billion to money launder through the Ukraine. Jake Sherman just said, tell me about the email, because we've been we just got to finish the other hour of the show. What tell me if you could read it to be perfect. Sherman is Mr. Inside right. Scoop. You know, Jake was over at Politico for years, but he's got the punch bowl. He is 
Mr. Inside Scoop, repeat what that what what you just said. Right. And seeing is believing for me. So I need to actually see Mitch McConnell walk away from this deal. But this is what he reports. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell told a private meeting of Senate Republicans Wednesday afternoon that the politics of the border has flipped for his party and cast doubt on linking immigration policy with new aid for Ukraine. According to multiple sources present, McConnell thanked Senator James Lankford for his work in trying to negotiate a border and immigration bill. But the Kentucky Republican also said, when we started this, the border united us and Ukraine divided us. The politics have changed, McConnell then told his GOP colleagues. So it certainly sounds like it's somebody that is that's, a bombshell. that's seeing a deal unravel right in front of his eyes. Now, this is the power of this audience. This came because of Rosemary Jenks' leak. Chris's follow-up, this audience getting to the ramparts and calling folks, in particular, i got to give a specific hat tip, and what we got to see if it's true, but it sounds Sherman would not report. If Sherman had reported that, he's so well-watched, and it was not true. Mitch McConnell's guys would be at the sticks right now saying, that's not true, we're pressing on. There's this, But the key there is thanking Langford. The folks in Oklahoma that are in the War Room Posse, those guys, of you, those of you that called Langford's office, we owe this to you. And others have called their other senators. Like I said, I heard that thing yesterday was out of control. People in the Senate were going, the senators are saying, have you lost your mind? You're negotiating something that looks like it's so radical. And we're seeing it up here uh, with Fox is putting Rosemary Jinks talking points up there. Are you crazy? You're not going to give work permits to anybody. Are we going to fund the NGOs for three years? All the information you gave us. And these senators are going, we're not even in the deal. We don't, we're seeing it on War Room, and we have no idea where U.S. senators are, and you're going to ask us to take a career-ending vote on something the House is not even going to pick up, and the only guy that knows anything is Langford. How could that possibly be? Chris, this shows you the power of the Trump movement. It also shows you it, it shouldn't be lost on people. McConnell did this the day after New Hampshire. The thing that came through in New Hampshire last night, don't worry about the Nikki Haley, that's the, 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 the globalist trying to stay in the game, was the folks in New Hampshire, they're not fire breathers up there. Half of them work down in Boston. They're sitting there going, yo, this thing is out of control and it's got to be stopped and we're going to back anybody that can stop it. Chris, your thoughts? Right. If anybody thinks that New Hampshire is is being overwhelmed by illegal aliens right now, um, you know, I'm sure some are, are showing up in New Hampshire, but not to the levels that they are in other places across the country, particularly Texas and some of the big the big cities on the coasts. Um, but yet it's still on the top minds of, of, of voters up there. So uh, it just shows you and, and, and you're absolutely right. I mean, the whole reason why uh, this this deal has not come out yet if it's going to come out at all, is just because Senator Lankford has been pounded. We know that for a fact because we're seeing people communicate it to us through our, our contact form on our website. We're seeing it across our Twitter feed. We see the responses every single time uh, Senator Lankford tweets something about the border. There's hundreds of comments to his tweets, people blowing them up. So everybody knows how ridiculous this is, and he's hearing the, the fire from the American people on this. Uh, that We don't want this, and, and he's hearing about it. So for the posse and for all the audience members that did this, we got to take it to the, the end. But so far, I mean, a bombshell coming out of Jake Sherman and Punchbowl today about Mitch McConnell saying, hey, the politics have changed. I think the, the, the reality is that 
the people have just risen up and say, we're not going to do this anymore. People are, I think the politics have always been there, but people haven't been so vocal. I got to go to another topic. This is why I keep saying this thing is building in intensity every day with many different characters. So you had New Hampshire last night. You had uh, McConnell in this, in this fiasco, what I call the thermonuclear weapons today. I got to go to uh, talk about another guy who does not have the reputation of being a fire breather. Governor Abbott of Texas. And brother, I read this letter he sent to Biden today. He accuses Biden, I, I think, of high crimes and misdemeanors. Then he also tells us the Supreme Court to go pack it. I mean, he goes full Andrew Jackson, which is Jackson, remember, sent that famous thing. Hey, I, they told him it was the Supreme Court did something against something he was working on. He says, hey, I'm glad they ruled. Now they got to enforce it. I mean, Abbott went full Andrew Jackson on the thing, full populist. We, we had the attorney general on. He said, hey. We're going to stand our ground, and if they come and cut the wire, I think we're going to put the wire back up. But, you know, they're invading our state. The Constitution says the governor has the ability to defend the state, and we're not going to back down. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is an unprecedented move. As far as as far as I can tell, this has never been done by a governor in, in U.S. history, at least recent American U.S. history. Um, governor Abbott declaring that that. This is an invasion and in the state of Texas, we're gonna take matters into our own hands. And of course, this is in the aftermath of the Supreme Court's decision a couple of days ago where they said, yeah, federal government can actually go in there and, and, and cut up the razor wire fencing that, that Governor Abbott has done, has put down on the ground to protect his own citizens of his state, protect their safety and the national security. So he's invoking um, Article 4, Section 4, I believe it is, where it says that the United States shall protect uh, the states against invasion. And in their failure to do so, that invokes Article 1, Section 10, where a state shall be able to actually raise troops if it's actually invaded. And that's what that's what Senator Abbott seems to be moving towards. He's activating, again, the Texas uh, Public Safety, the National Guard, every unit that he has. He's mobilizing all of them to try to stop this invasion into his into his state. More than more than half of the illegal border crossings that we've seen, at least more than half of the, the, the illegal border crossings that we've seen since Biden has taken office has happened in the El Paso, Rio Grande sectors, Del Rio sectors down along the Texas borders. The state's getting pounded. Uh, they're feeling it every single day. And this is a governor who feels strongly about defending his, his state and the citizens within his state, and protecting, protecting those people. And he's going to do everything he possibly can, even if the Supreme Court doesn't have his back on it. Chris, we just, as I said, we had the Attorney General Paxton on. He accused point blank, and he says Abbott is saying this in the letter. He accused the Biden administration, or as we refer to the Biden regime, of being in business and being a business partner of the cartels. Your thoughts? Well, it would, it, you know, I'm not going to say that they're directly in business with the cartels. That's a pretty strong statement. But how can you not say that they're not enriching the cartels? I mean, you, you, We've all seen the reports that the cartels have essentially put their drug smuggling business on the side because they're making billions smuggling people into the United States illegally. Uh, this is this is their number one their number one product right now is is advertising to the world and saying, hey, give us five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars, we'll get you across the U.S. Mexico border easy. And guess what? 
federal government's going to allow you to stay in the U.S. and they'll even give you a work permit so you can work there while you're at it. I mean, who wouldn't pass that up? It's a small investment for the reward that they're going to reap at the end. Um, so if, and the Biden administration is doing nothing but continuing to encourage encourage uh, people to cross the border illegally, which just further enriches the drug cartels. So while they may not be directly in business with the cartels, their actions are certainly enriching the cartels. And just to go back to that Senate bill that you started out, the Senate proposal that we talked about, any Republican senator who who agrees to that, uh, especially with the points that that Rosemary leaked a couple of weeks ago, uh, would be complicit in in not only the border crisis, but also helping to also enrich those drug cartels. Can you please repeat that last? I, I need people to understand this and embrace it. Can you can you because this is not the only time they're going to come and try to do right. this again. In some other way, but I want you. I want you to repeat that. Any senator who goes along with this border deal—that we're going to continue to allow this to happen as long as it doesn't exceed more than five thousand encounters every single day—that's the number that's being thrown around. We're going to give these people work permits. Um, we're 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 going to allow them to continue to to enter in fraudulent claims of asylum as long as that continues and they invade on the U.S. sovereignty. Any. Republican senator that goes along with that is complicit in this border crisis and is further encouraging the cartels to be enriched by by this border crisis. And they're, they're assisting them by by promoting it and encouraging people to continue to come illegally. Well, Nancy Mace also said about the next the CR is going to come up again in, in a couple of weeks, I think on March 1st. She said, look, they mm -hmm. had 108 votes to either shut down the border or shut down the government, 107. She thinks they're making huge progress on getting more of that 107 over. The point, every aspect we're doing in the funding of the government and the running of the government, of the state's relationships to the government, now in the national, from the presidential election all the way down to people running for mayor in the Rio Grande Valley. Everything was, is within the framework of the invasion of our country in this. Now you've seen now you've seen the house going to fire back up. Walk me through that. Do, do, should the house actually now use their leverage, given everything that's happened over the last 72 hours to really force Biden to the table by shutting down the government? <laughs> I thought they should have done it a month ago. Uh, when the first when the first set of C, well, a couple of weeks ago, when the first set of CRs came up. Yeah, absolutely. No funding if there's no security at the southern border. Why why are why do we continue to fund the federal government? And remember, every single dollar that that the the that Congress sets aside for the Department of Homeland Security, it's being used to help pay for the Biden border crisis. So they're not using that money to stop people from coming in. They're using that money to help process people even faster and get them into the country and, and send them around to, to communities across the country even quicker. So that's what you're doing when you fund the Department of Homeland Security and other agencies within the federal government. So they should absolutely use their leverage. It's the one power that's that's uh, enumerated in the U.S. Constitution for the House of Representatives is to fund the federal government to, to launch all the funding bills. That's their one piece of leverage over the over the Biden administration. It's controlled by Republicans. Republicans need to use that leverage and hold all government funding uh, over the Biden administration and force them to start enforcing our existing immigration laws and strengthen the ones that are currently on the books to stop this crisis and to prevent new ones from happening. Chris, last thing before I let you go is uh, in, in, this is a global issue in, in Germany. Just the mere, le the mere leaking, which has not been confirmed, but the mere leaking 
of a potential meeting with Alternative for Deutschland, which has come from nowhere to be the number one polling party in Germany, I think with a third of the Germans supporting it. They leaked that they had had a meeting where they actually discussed deportations of the millions of the, of the Syrian fighting age males are there. It's not been confirmed yet, I don't think, but just the discussion drew a million people out in the streets and the government saying they got to shut down AFD, they put the leaders in jail. How explosive, because sealing the border, folks, is, is one half of the problem. The second half is what do you do, particularly with the 8 to 10 million illegal alien invaders that have come here on Biden's watch. How explosive do you think, sir, it's going to be when we start talking deportations? Because I guarantee you anything in that mm. bill had no mention of deportations. And H.R. 2 doesn't really get into the nitty gritty of actually how it has to be done. And President Trump makes it a major part of every speech that he gives. Chris. I, I you know, I thought it was uh, I didn't think it could get any more crazy in the first couple months of the Trump administration when we're talking about Muslim bans and we're talking about putting children in cages. I mean, all out fallacies coming from the from the from the media on the on on what was actually happening. But you're right. There's going to be there's going to be complete outrage on the left and also some of the establishment Republicans um, if there's mass deportations. But, you know, one person who's been who's been talking about it, Lindsey Graham, who's always been Mr. Amnesty on the Republican side in the Senate. He's somebody who said we, we've got to start deporting these people. I mean, when when you have Lindsey Graham starting talking, ta talking about that, we need to start deporting people who are in the country illegally before we do anything else. Uh, you know, you've crossed the line and 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 touched a nerve with some folks. So, um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting. But, you know, again, if, if, if you know, Trump Trump gets elected. Um, it, that, that's what you're going to see. You're going to end up seeing deportations. You're going to see that border shut down on day one, like you said. And, and the other side that's pushing uh, for all this is just going to go nuts. Before we let you go, make us smart. What what you anticipate just in the next 48 hours? What do you think is going to happen? There's a leak that uh, Jake Sherman saying McConnell said this. When do you think we see some reality? Uh, Texas, which has gone full Andrew Jackson. There's so many moving pieces. Make us smart. What, what should people look for over the next couple of days? Well, I think you're going to continue to see the pushback in the Senate grow. Um, you've already seen it. It started with just Rand Paul, Mike Lee, Marco Rubio. Um, now you've got 10, 15 senators that are pushing back. I, I think the number of the number of senators on the Republican side in the Senate are just going to continue to grow and grow and grow and pressure McConnell and Langford to walk away from this deal. Um, and it's it's way too soon to call victory on this, but it, it certainly looks like the winds are behind our sails and we're going in the right direction on this. Um, and and it that, that's what I would look for is is more Republican senators starting to push back against this. You're going to have the three or four Susan Collins and a few others that you know are going to be soft on this. But but as that list grows, the Nancy base is that you talked about i mean that's big there's there's sort of a middle of the road rank and file republican who usually falls in line behind leadership um you're starting to see those people start to push back hard uh, chris social media the new site uh where do people go what do you need where do, what are they supposed to do IAProject.org, IAProject.org, the Immigration Accountability Project. They can come visit us. You'll see links for everything, our donate page to support us, plus all of our social media links. Uh, that's where we're sharing all of our information across all the social media platforms. 
By the way, you guys uh, opened with a bang. <laughs> Not a bad way to introduce <laughs> a new group. Just in case. a good start. What's good your start. what's your social what's your what what's your social media again? How do people get to you personally? It's IA Project. Immigration Accountability Project. Perfect. IA Project. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thanks as Fantastic. always. Okay, the number's 202. I think it's 225312 is the switchboard. Normally for the House, but you can do the Senate too. Make sure Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, uh, Mike Lee, uh, these folks have stood up. Check out what they said, but let's get some attaboys. Uh, this is, this audience is, this is a historic win. They don't want to bring it to the floor for a vote. And you know why? You know why? Because we caught McConnell in a massive lie. All the stuff that Rosemary Jenks got us is all true. And the text has all been worked on for months and months and months. We outed them. Not like the old days where they put these things down, nobody understand it. We got people to break it down, explain it to you, and then you're an activist group to know how to essentially weaponize it, go back to the politicians and say, no, we're not going to tolerate this. You're not going to pull these games on us. This, if this is true, what Jake Sherman is saying, I think it's one of the big, we've had tons of massive victories. But this is a historic one in something that Mitch McConnell put as a number one priority and said, we got to get this done before Trump gets in. They won't even bring it out to read. They're going to put it in the safe and maybe burn it later. Let me repeat that. If what Jake Sherman's reporting over on Capitol Hill the War Room Posse, IEB, and of course other conservative groups, the firestorm that you had in calls and emails started to peel these senators off. This is why it's so important. I keep going back to that lunch here. So they almost broke into a fistfight. This also breaks Mitch McConnell. We've broken Mitch McConnell. We've broken Mitch McConnell. Now we have to stand. Don't give me. They're going to try to jam Ukraine and they're going to try to jam it in fast and going to try to jam it in hard. That's all got to be stopped. One of the things we're doing here is building a patriot economy, an alternative economy for patriots. They're tired, just like with McConnell, you're so tired of supporting of people that hate you. And this bill shows you that he hated working class and middle class Americans, hated. Nobody would ever do this for the destruction of our country they didn't hate. Also for the patriot economy, stop giving your money to people that hate you. Try Patriot Mobile. Or go to PatriotMobile.com and immerse yourself in the institution, in the information, and it is an institution. Glenn Story and his team are devout Christians who live by the tenets of the Old and New Testament. These are good people. They give X amount of money that's made back into different groups that support your values. And they use the big wire carriers. They kind of lay their product on top. So you get the service, you get the quality of the big carriers with the service of a small Christian company. Back in a moment. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. 
makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models, and beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skin care, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views, publicsq.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner. And you can get started today at publicsq.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com. Publicsq.com. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. DoneWithDebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt, and that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done With Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done With Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a Done With Debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. I want to warn you of a huge change that could be coming to our money and our bank accounts. First, think back to 9-11, shortly after the government pushed through the Patriot Act. This gave the government power to spy on innocent Americans by monitoring our phone and email and tracking our movement across the Internet. Now, Jim Rickards editor of the independent financial newsletter Strategic Intelligence and New York Times bestselling author is warning about a coming event that could elevate this governmental surveillance to a terrifying new level. In fact, some of the guests I've had on The War Room believe that the government will soon expand their powers to track our every move. If we say the wrong things on social media, donate to the wrong causes, buy firearms, or even vote MAGA, the government may be able to shut us out of our bank accounts. I can't say for sure if this will happen, but it's an interesting and dire warning. Fortunately, Jim Rickards, an American patriot and friend of mine, has made it his mission to educate us on what he believes is coming and how to protect yourself from the possibility of programmable money. Watch Jim's warning video now before it's censored like I've been in the past. 
Go to RickardsWarRoom.com. That's RickardsWarRoom.com now to see the video. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. With 23 yeas and 9 nays, the bill, having received the required constitutional majority, passes withstanding the objections of the governor. Message from the House. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to get tired of winning here. Brandon Showalter, explain to our audience what we just saw. Well, what you just saw, Steve, and the final vote count was actually 24 to 8. That was actually not the final uh, tabulation of the Ohio Senate overriding Governor Michael DeWine's uh, veto of the bill to prohibit the chemical and surgical transing of young people, of minors. And that bill also had as part of it a prohibition of males who claim to be female in athletics and sports. And so that's if you depending on which ones you count, Ohio, the Buckeye State, is now the 23rd state to ban the chemical and surgical transing of children. A uh, big day in Ohio um, as it's sort of completing the sweep through the Midwest and U.S. South. South Carolina is likely to be the next one to pass a similar bill. So it's a big day in the Buckeye State. Okay, hang on for a second. Let's just hit rewind for a second. Get our audience up to speed. Uh, shockingly, uh, Walker said this thing passed, and 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 he would not. Uh, he would not. Uh, he oh, they passed a bill to stop it, and he vetoed it. Walker said, "What was the bill? Why did become Why did it become such a big deal? And why did a Republican governor, Dewine, who's pretty popular there?" Why did he why did he veto something that the people wanted and it passed, I guess, with big margins, both in the House and the Senate and, it, and Ohio's a MAGA state? Why did DeWine uh, what was was it the business community, the medical community did the left get to him? Why did he veto something that was so straightforward? It's a million dollar question. Uh, my sources indicate that he goes back 20 some years with hospital executives there's also speculation about some sort of emotional manipulation behind the scene. Perhaps someone, uh, don't, I don't have any proof of like someone in his family who's struggling with gender confusion, but he's, he was told of, I know he was, he listened to stories of people who claimed that they would be dead unless they had these drugs and surgeries and that kind of thing. So there's, there's definitely was uh, that, that dynamic going on, but yes, the house passed this uh, back in December. He waited until, the 29th of December to do anything, which was the last day. Had he not signed it, it would have gone into effect. Uh, that bill was was ready was ready to go, uh, but then he decided to veto it, and so the House uh, overrode the veto earlier this month, and today the Senate did so. Uh, so it can't be overstated just how big this is, but the medical community and their immense money is very strong in the state of Ohio. So that's a huge force there. Yeah, you have Cleveland Clinic, you have all that. Are, are, is the medical community... Are they making the case to these people behind the scenes that this is a big revenue stream? This is a moneymaker for them? I think those dollars do indeed talk, but I think in, it, they're not going to be so craven to try and tell, you know, governors that, oh, yeah, this is going to make money for our state. If, if they do, boy, that's that's just really, really wicked. But uh, a lot of the manipulation comes at the hands of the doctors who insist Despite despite no evidence that unless you allow a child to go on these puberty blockers, cross sex hormones, and body altering surgeries, that they either will or are very likely to commit suicide. 
And so that's that emotional manipulation that is just rife in this space. Um, it can't be overstated just how profound the manipulation and the fear mongering is that these kids are going to wind up dead unless they are drugged and butchered. And that, I hate to use such frank language, but sometimes it's warranted and it definitely is here. What have we, what lessons did we learn about this? Because DeWine kind of came as a shock to people. Was it building a coalition? Uh, you know, we've learned here recently that like in the uh, natural asset company, one of the big wins the posse had here recently was to get attorney generals and get these uh, uh, treasurers in the state and combine with the Warren Posse able to call at the federal level. All of a sudden you get the New York Stock Exchange pulling it and saying we're out. What lessons do, do you as one of the leaders of this uh, movement to stop kids from this tragedy, what do you take away from the Ohio situation? Well, I think it's really important to back up all of your legislators that are trying to do the right thing and are trying to protect children. There have been, there's really, I was Representative Gary Click and Gina Powell in the House and uh, their, their, their compatriots in the Ohio Senate were all resolute. And so even though it was a surprise to some, the Governor DeWine did what he did. It wasn't the first time we've seen a Republican governor make a similar move. Asa Hutchinson was the first Republican governor to veto a bill, and that was in Arkansas in 2021 when the first bill to ever get passed happened. So I, I think you really have to stand strong. Attorney General uh, Dave Yost of Ohio has tweeted that if there is a legal challenge uh, to this law, and that's very likely, it will go into effect in the next 90 days, he is prepared to defend it in court. So it is important that attorney generals are in step with what the voters want as well. I think the other lesson though, Steve, is that Ohio being a you know red state, uh, this is, you know, it's the 23rd state you say, approximately depending on which ones you count, some of these laws are stronger than others. And so some people have quibbles about whether or not you count all of the states, but this is this going, this needs to be won in the blue states as well too. I think the next thing to watch, Steve, is Maine, the state of Maine, where they are going to be considering a bill which would essentially make it a trans sanctuary state, as is the case out in California. And from what I understand, the main bill that is under consideration is patterned after the California statute. Uh, statute. And so we like to say, some of us like to say who work in this space, that um, California is Mordor. And so the evil of sterilizing and chemically castrating and surgically maiming children has to be defeated at its source. There's currently a ballot initiative being proposed, protectkidsca.com. People can find out more information about what's going on there because if they can get a ballot on the initiative in California, the voters will be able to counteract the Democratic supermajority and the governorship in California. The polling indicates that across the board, no matter if you're in a red state or blue state, the American people do not support sterilizing, castrating, and and mutilating children. They don't support it. It's it's totally a win, but we can't just fight it in the red states with sympathetic legislatures. I think that's the biggest lesson, the biggest takeaway. Perfect. So we look forward to you coming back and giving us some guidance. Where do people go over the Christian Post? You've been amazing. Your social media your documentaries, you've dedicated your life to saving these children. So where do people go to find out all the information about you? Well, I very much hope that they can listen to our documentary style podcast and they can find that on all major podcast platforms on Spotify and uh, generationindoctrination.com. That's the Christian Post landing page for that podcast. We've got a episode coming up tomorrow. Last week's episode, we 
interviewed a poor man who was castrated and a young woman who had her breasts cut off. These poor victims need a voice. Mm. Um, and as always, go to deadnamedocumentary.com. I said last time I was on your show, and I'll say it again, I hope that this year can be the year we hear from the fractured families who have been through World War III, IV, and V. The carnage that this has wrought between parents and their children, it, there needs to be many, many books written about it because they've been torn to shreds. Uh, deadnamedocumentary.com. unbelievable. Yeah. The work you and Dr. Miriam Grossman and others have done in this area is just heroic. Like I said, it's not my line of country. I'll be honest. It freaks me out every time because I just say in the United States of America in the 21st century, this couldn't possibly be happening. I mean, something like medieval, yeah. evil about this, like in the medieval times or something. I've cried many uh, tears. It's awful. Brother, uh, awful. Brother Showalter, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here. Honored to have uh, support your work. Uh, you guys have had a huge impact in Ohio. You were the deciding factor, your calls, your emails, all of it. Uh, what's happened here? It looks like uh, Jake Sherman's reporting historic. If they don't bring that bill as long as they worked on it, I told you a thermonuclear weapon, boom. They won't bring it because they don't want to face your wrath. You are everything. You have Trump's back. You have the country's back. You're growing more powerful every day. And now you're flexing that muscle. You're doing a flex. We need to keep you at the ramparts. That's why we do things like uh, with preparedness. And let's take home title lock. You know, Joe Allen went out to CES, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show, where the, the future's really there. And, of course, they're all over AI. They're all over everything. And what he came away with and other people I talk about is the, is the convergence of cyber and cyber criminals with artificial intelligence is taking their ability to have uh, theft, particularly of things like your title, to the next level. That's why you got to go to HomeTitleLock.com today just go and check out all the information on the site how they can help protect you of course obviously in times of turbulence and it's only going to get crazier and not going to get less crazy it's going to get more crazy until we push through this thing birchgold.com find out what gold's been on a tear the last couple of years understand it just don't jump and just do something understand it that's what the guys at birch gold are there for philip patrick and thing birchgold.com Slash Ben and talk to Philip Patrick. We are working on and going to come out with very shortly a, a reworking of the third element of the end of the dollar empire, which is totally free about the about uh, the dollars, the prime reserve currency, what it means for you, what it means for your family, what it's me meant for your country, what it means for your personal finances and the end of that era. The debt trap. It's an eye opener. So one of the big firestorms is Carrie Lake, 8 o'clock tonight. Grace and Mo are going to have it up on all our channels, on our Rumble channel. We'll have it up on uh, we'll have it up on Getter. I'll be in and out. I've got a couple of meetings after the show, but I'm going to try to get back to this because I want to see it. But Michael Patrick, as soon as it first happened, I said, hey, I know DeWitt, and I know DeWitt pretty well. Remember, he's my COO on the 16 campaign. I know Jeff. Jeff was just a messenger here. He was bringing a message from somebody. That message, as he said back east, he means the capital. And, of course, Michael Patrick Lay immediately we talk, he said, hey, it's got to be the NRSC. They wanted, they wanted, uh, they wanted uh, Lake out. So I asked Brian. Brian Costello follows all this, does such a magnificent job, McCarthy, all of it. Brian, when we talk about the NRSC, what is it? Where does their funding come from? Because you're always looking for the Chinese Communist Party to have influence peddling control over institutions. Tell me what you know. Yes, Steve. So what you see is when you see the, the NRSC is the uh, National Republicans Senatorial Committee PAC. So when you see the globalists who are getting 
the market access and the investment opportunities in China. The Ken Griffins of the world, who's now expanding Citadel in China, the Doug Vionis from Sequoia, you often see them donating to the NRSC, right? They don't typically give to particular candidates. They give to the leadership to direct the money. So on the screen, now, I think Denver has some, uh, some, some of the donations. A lot of the money you see flow in, Steve, goes from different organizations where it's kind of obscured who the donors are. But this is the globalists funding the uh, top people in the Senate, Gaines, Thune, uh, uh, McConnell, uh, and those guys directing where the money goes and who's going to get the Senate seat. You know, on average, I mean, you know this better than most, a Senate seat costs 10 to $20 million. So you need the globalist China money behind people. So if they're trying to buy somebody, it means they need somebody in the club who's going to protect these donors who are selling the country out to China. Okay, give me that again. Let's get that back up. Memphis, uh, the 6 o'clock show is our Memphis studio. Let's get back up Memphis. Let's split screen it with with uh, Costello. Walk me through. What did you just tell me? Because it kind of sounded like a bombshell. I want to make sure I understand it. So, And then hopefully... The audience is always ahead of me on this, but keep it simple for me. What are you telling me? Yeah, so you can anybody can go to fec.gov and you can see the political donations. So what you see here is a printout from Ken Griffin from Citadel, you know, the, the Nikki Haley Club, right? Doug Leone from Sequoia. You see their personal donations to the NRSC, right? Now, we don't, we don't know that they were specifically involved in this, but what we do know is that they funnel these donations into Dane, Gaines, McConnell, uh, Thune. By the way, Steve, there's nobody weaker on China than our Senate leadership, right? Like, well, argue, it'd be a competition between them and Biden to see who'd be weaker on China. But hold it, hold it, hold it, hold whoa, 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 don't hold, don't skip over that, don't skip over that, because they just got blown up by this audience not to put this border bill that would codify the destruction the end of our country. Be specific when you say nobody's weaker. In, in a cast of characters in the city, you have some pretty weak people, even people working with them. What do you mean by they're the weakest link in the fight against the Chinese Communist Party? Well, when you walk into, and I've done it, when you walk into Senate offices and you tell them, like, hey, America's preeminent venture firm, like Sequoia's, employing a member of the Chinese government, and I've been in a bunch of these offices, and you tell them, and by the way, the DOJ is committing up crimes, you almost see them crawl under their desk. Because this means confronting the donor base, Steve, right? This is the political donor base. These guys are making tons of money in China at the bequest of the CCP. Then they funnel it to help them buy the Senate seats, 10 to $20 million to buy a Senate seat. And then the leadership, which is, you know, I mean, McCon people have talked about McConnell's, uh, you know, family shipping business and his father-in-law giving him money. His brother-in-law is one of the top investors in China, the, the number uh Number two investor next to Sequoia is Jim Breyer and IDG Capital, uh, Sequoia, uh, McConnell's brother-in-law. So these guys don't want to confront China. So they make sure they want to put people in the club, not the Kerry Lakes of the world, right? They want people in the club who are going to continue this racket, protecting the globalist elite, letting China play by a different set of rules. Are you implying, and we only got a couple of minutes, I'll have you back on tomorrow or Friday. Are you implying that in the NRSC, if they're the ones that did it, and I happen to believe until they come out and show me, uh, and, and DeWitt says it wasn't Steve Daines, it wasn't NRSC, are you implying that if they did this, one of the reasons was that Kerry Lake is a fire-breathing, anti-CCP, closed borders, America first, 
MAGA original with tremendous charisma? Are you implying that it's those types of issues, understanding how hard she was on the border because she was going to sh- shut it down as governor, how adamant she is about the CCP and the anti-CCP movement, that it's these issues that would have gotten people like Stephen Law and people like uh, Steve Daines to basically try to buy her off and, and get her out of the race and get somebody appliant in there that they could then manipulate, like they manipulate all these young senators, except for the J.D. Vance, except for the people that fight back? Yeah, I mean, we have three major issues, Steve, right? The protection of China with our major, with our own government, the opening of the border and bringing 10 million new electorate into the country. And the third is the weaponization of the justice system to try and keep Trump out of office and using every uh, availability apparatus. And so if you're going to bring in a senator, as many of the senators are participating and helping these three things happen, right, and not really confronting them, as you bring in any senator who's going to disrupt that club, uh, you know, you're going to offer them a job in the private sector through your billionaire donors who have access to money and jobs. Uh, and, and, and you don't want to disrupt the whole racket. Costello, where do people, Brian, where do people go on your social media to find this? You've been on the, you've been on the warpath on this thing from the beginning. You've added a lot of people. Particularly, here's the thing that galls me. The Republican Party just takes kind of tip money. The Democrats, they're fully funding, right? The Republicans sell themselves out for tip money, but then they're just as bad. And this corruption, this is what, um, this is the reason that Natalie kind of focuses on her job is the influence peddling and the, and the pressure to conform to Beijing's policies that happen in our nation's capital against our own policies, uh, working with our existential threat. And it's because of money. And this money comes in through the investment banks. It comes to everywhere, but a lot of it comes into a, a place called Sequoia Capital. It's kind of the railhead. Where do people go on your social media to find out more about this? Yeah, Twitter, uh, on Twitter, BP Costello, uh, Steve. Yeah, and you're, and you're exactly right. You know, Sequoia is the, the, the vampire squid of the China donor class. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And on, particularly what they're shipping over there as far as technology goes. Brian Costello, yeah, thank a, you very it's much. It's important to realize Griffin is, Griffin is actually a Sequoia portfolio company. So they invested a billion dollars in it, just like FDX and, you know, many of these other companies that be, their executives become big donors are. So the, the tentacles are deep. Unbelievable. Deep. The vampire squid. I think I heard that one. That was Goldman Sachs yeah. in the old old days of Sequoia now. Thank, thank you, brother. Appreciate Matt, it. Matt, it was Matt Beebe and, uh, yeah, Goldman Sachs. Yeah. All right. <laughs> exactly. Um, See this uh, situation by Carrie Lake. So eight o'clock tonight, there'll be a live stream on Rumble. Grace and Mo put it up on my site and others, and I'll jump in. I've got some meetings, but I'll, I'll try to get back for that. Two things. One's been a big hit, and I've gotten huge positive feedback. Beef liver. One thing we do want you to do and think about this year is these kind of synthetic multivitamins. That you got, you got to, you got to drop those. This is one of the reasons we have Field of Greens, because different than the competitor that you see all the time on, on Murdoch News and other places, it's totally organic. It's not synthetic. It's not just making it into a powder by, by getting the, the, um, the derivative of it. You get the thing itself. Same with uh, grass-fed beef liver. Now, beef liver is nature's most uh, concentrated part of nutrients. This is grass-fed beef liver. Sacred Human Health, all one word, sacredhumanhealth.com. Go check. Feedback we've gotten already, and we're going to start putting some of this, is amazing. 
This concentration of nutrients, vitamin A, B12, D, this is about your um, immune system. This is about your brain and how sharp you are. This is about your heart. This is about your energy. 100% natural. Sacredhumanhealth.com. Go immerse yourself right now. The website's fantastic. The grass-fed beef liver. This is the first product we're putting out. There's a couple other products out there that are fantastic, but I really want to focus on this. The concentration of nutrients, this is nature taking care of you. Also, I would be remiss, Warpath Coffee. Now, I know some of the folks are saying, Steve, it's you know almost 7 o'clock, I can't drink coffee, I'm not going to sleep. Just get it and get it up in the morning. The reason I can work this show all day and then get back up you know, two hours or three hours of prep for every hour on air is because, I'll be honest about it, I'm a caffeine, <laughs> I'm a caffeine freak. And uh, Warpath, the dark roast particularly, try the dark roast. If you've never liked a dark roast, so Steve has got too much of a kick, it's too bitter, it's too acidic, check out what Tej Gill, with the help of small assist by Stephen K. Ban, took us about an hour, a year and a half to get this right. Also got all the other blends, check it out. Okay, Lou Dobbs is next here on Lindell TV. We are back tomorrow morning live at 10 a.m. We'll see you in the night, 8 o'clock on the Cary Lake Rumble. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit JaceMedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E. JaceMedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, Medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, Medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.